Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 8 verse 22. I am so thankful for the songwriter that wrote that song that he would break every chain. I'm glad that we're serving a God that is able to break every chain. Now, there are people who are capable of helping you through certain things. Uh, If you had a financial problem and you knew a millionaire, they would be able to help you through your financial problem if they so desired. But that might not solve your inner stress. You might say, well, I can take some medicine and help calm my nerves. But that might not help your marriage problem. Uh, What I'm trying to tell you, there seems to be all kind of individual solutions. But we've got a God that is able to break every chain and to help us through every situation. I, I want to ask you today to really be prayerful with me in this sermon. I, I have fought to prepare for this sermon. I'll just be honest with you. There's times that sermons come. Man, I love it when they come just like, like that. Man, that's great. Brother Rick, you're a longtime pastor. You understand. Those times you go, Hallelujah. Then there's other times that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has spoken to you, but you you dig. It's like the more you dig, the more you need to dig. This is a message that you've probably read this passage many times. You've heard it preached, even sung about. But today, I really feel like that uh, God is speaking to somebody. And I want to assure you, I don't believe that God just speaks to a one somebody. If you'll allow God, he will speak to you. And I believe the change and the problems and the storms that you're going through can be remedied today. I'm not a pie in the sky preacher. I am a realist. I understand that there are times that Life brings bad junk our way. But I'm asking you today to look with me in Luke chapter 8, verse 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us, everyone say us, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. I want you to read that last line with me. And they launched forth. That's important. And they launched forth. Father God, speak to us now. And anoint us in a powerful way, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. 
If you have your Bibles, I hope that you'll follow along. If you have a pen or pencil, I hope that you'll take notes on this because I think this is a life message that can help you when no one is around, when you need God to help you. I read a story that I really liked and I'd like to share it with you. And it might be a summarization of your life. Now, this is uh, about a bird named Chippy. Everyone say Chippy. Chippy. Now, uh, Chippy was a parakeet. And Chippy was a happy little bird content every day to sit on his perch, swinging and singing to his little heart's content. And one day, Chippy's owner took the initiative to clean out the cage. She took off the attachment from the end of the vacuum hose and stuck it in the cage to remove the sediment from the bottom. Just then the phone rang. She turned to pick it up and had barely said hello when zap, Chippy got sucked in. And as you can imagine, the bird owner gasped and dropped the phone, turned the vacuum off and ripped open the bag and inside lay Chippy, still alive but stunned by the trauma. The bird was covered with all the terrible grit and the grime that fills vacuum bags and, and so the owner did the only thing she could think to do and she grabbed up little Chippy raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet, and held Chippy under the running water. <laughs> then realizing poor little Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any good bird owner would do, and she reached for the hairdryer and blasted little Chippy with hot air. Poor Chippy never knew what hit him. A couple of days after the experience, the reporter who first wrote about this event talked to Chippy's owner and he asked about how was little Chippy doing? She said, well, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He does sit and stare. It's no wonder. One minute the little guy was swinging and singing and before he knew it, he was sucked in, washed up and blown over. If that doesn't take your song, what will? Some of you can say, my name must be Chippy. I was minding my own business. And zap, everything bad that could happen, happened. Now, I, I want to tell you that we just monitored a storm called Dorian, and you know that. If you didn't know that, then you probably really live in a secluded place. But Dorian was packing a terrible wind and, and there was a potential for such damage. And on top of that, it did happen in certain places. And you don't ever know when the storm is gonna come your way. I'm amazed every time I experience something like this, I think about how it was before we had television, how it was before we had communication like we do now. Can you imagine that you're living in the Bahamas and 
about the best you can figure, it looks like we're going to get a rainstorm when it turns into that kind of devastation. Sometimes we just don't know what is really on our horizon. The question today is, are you ready for whatever life turns towards you? Are you ready for whatever storm happens? Now, I'll just be honest with you. As I was preparing this message, I was trying to keep it where it wasn't so down because I don't want you to be thinking, my Lord, help us. There must be a storm on the way. The Lord's impressed Pastor Sims to preach about storms. Oh God, I don't need any more storms. I, I'm telling you, if you'll buy in to what the word of God says here today, it might not happen for 10, 20, 30 years, but whenever your storm comes, you'll be ready. It's not if the storm is going to come, there will be a storm come in your life sometime or another. But are you ready? I can't help but ask the question, why are there storms? Now, you probably would say, well, and, and let me go ahead and say this. This is my little soapbox here. Um, there's a lot of people say, I know the Bible says we're not supposed to ask why, and the Bible doesn't say that. Amen? Amen. So God gave you an inquisitive mind, and he doesn't mind you asking questions. He doesn't want you to be sacrilegious. He doesn't want you to be... Uh, disrespectful, but God doesn't mind you asking questions. Come on now. Y'all get with me. Help me out now. So I am sure that there is somebody this week besides me that wondered, why do we have storms? Why do we have hurricanes? And how come we have tornadoes? And how come we have earthquakes? And how, how come we have storms in our life? How come we have mental storms that take place? What, what is all of that about? Well, can I just tell you that storms are, are a part of our ecosystem? ecosystem, however that you want to say it. Uh, a, a storm is important. It balances the earth's ecosystem. If you have been blessed to have, not to have lived through a horrific event, then you know, or if you haven't ever lived through that kind of an event, you're blessed. But if you have lived through it, you know that it's horrible to go through. Uh, you look at the devastation a hurricane causes, especially along the coast, and, and we might not realize or even appreciate it when the winds are raging. But listen to this. But did you realize that those storms serve a very important purpose? They dissipate a large percentage of the tremendous heat that builds up um, at the equator across the globe. Not only that, but they also indirectly are responsible for much of the rainfall in North and South America. And for a while, meteorologists experimented with cloud seeding techniques to prevent hurricanes from uh, forming, but they quit because they came to realize the big picture that hurricanes actually do more good than harm. Now, I just will tell you, I would have had a hard time believing that prior to this week and reading that. Uh, 
that a hurricane does more good than it does bad. And it made me think that the storms that I go through in my life, I have learned from my storms. I have become stronger through my storms. I, have, I don't want to go back through them, but I have learned from that. Now, how many of you enjoy being out in a good lightning storm? Thank the Lord. There's no crazy people in the congregation here. Brother Howard and I one day were standing at the front door of the church. And it was lightning like nothing I've ever experienced than that day. And we were standing and lightning hit on the other side of the road. This is no joke. When the lightning hit, there was such a blast, you could feel the sound waves hit you in the chest. That was all we needed. We did not want to watch the lightning storm anymore. We got in the building. Okay. There is power to that. Why does God allow lightning storms? Do you understand that when lightning hits, it does something that God set in motion. It, when it hits the ground, it causes nitrogen to be uh, put into the ground. Nitrogen is an essential for plant growth. So with all the lightning that is hitting all over the world, God is actually saying, I'm just helping fertilize the ground. That's what I'm trying to do. Now you might be right in the middle of a hurricane. You might be right in the middle of a lightning storm and you might be saying, I don't understand it. Why is God letting this junk happen to me when all along God knows the big picture and God is saying, I'm getting ready to bring growth into your life. See, the problem is you and I can only see a certain distance, but God has no restrictions and God knows what we have need of. And, and the situation is we must trust the Lord. Now, one thing you need to understand is it ain't over. I know that's not proper English, but it ain't over until it's over. Now, God is the last one that comes up to bat. I read a cute story one time and it talked about a little, a little kid, uh, it was children playing and, and, and they were getting their brains beat out. I mean, it was horrible. And, and it was like already about 70 to nothing, first inning. And, and so one person went over and asked one of the children, said, what do you think about that? And he said, we hadn't come up to bat yet. In other words, when we get up there, we're going to top that. As long as we've got God on our side, do you understand it doesn't matter what the score is right now. It matters what happens when we get up with God's help. Now, a storm does three things. It educates us, it enlarges us, and it exposes us. Now, re remember the uh, Tootsie Pop 
commercial. Last week I was on commercials. I'm on a commercial again. And, and it had uh, someone walking up to an owl and, uh, owl and saying, uh, how many licks are there in a Tootsie Pop? And, and anyway, the owl would start licking and then finally bite the Tootsie Pop. And, and the end of it was the world may never know. Now, I just have to poll you while I have you here and have your attention. Uh, is there anyone that has ever licked a Tootsie Pop at least 50 times that you've counted? Is there any? Yeah, okay, the hands are going up. Anyone top 50? Is there, okay, 60, 70? Okay. Did you give in and go ahead and bite it? No, okay, we've got, wow, wow, I honor you. I, <laughs> I honor you. I've never been able to do that. I always gave in because I learned early that there was chocolate in the middle. And I, I, I got through the hard part and got to the good part. Do you understand? But the question is here today, do you really understand that you and I have something waiting for us if we'll just trust in the Lord and, and, and we might have to go through the hard stuff but when we get down to the to the good part it's going to be worth it do you do you understand that you and I are like sponges a, a sponge you don't know what's in it until you squeeze it it can look dry, but you pick it up and squeeze it and there's liquid in it sometimes. And we don't know what all has gone through. Sometimes we look at people and say, man, I don't understand why they act the way they do. They've been through a storm that you might not have been through. Uh, they might be going through their hurricane right now. They might be going through their toughest time, but God is on their side to help them. Now, first of all, a storm reveals our faith in God's plan. Now, the, the passage of scripture that I use for my text, it's something very important I want you to listen to. It says this, let us, and I asked you to repeat us. So God said, let, or Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. So Right there, he gave them, all of them, the important information, let's go over to the other side. I just want to tell you, or I'm going to ask you rather, let me ask you a question. Where are we headed? Come on. Uh, ultimately, where are we headed? Heaven. Okay. So when you gave your heart to the Lord, you know that ultimately you're going to go to heaven. You're going to go to heaven if you're 20 years old. You're going to go to heaven if you're 50 years old. You're going to go to heaven if you're 90 years old. You're going to go to heaven. You know where your destiny is. The Bible says there's no weapon formed against you that would prosper. He said that he's able to keep that which is committed unto him against that day. So I just want to tell you our destination is set. He already has set our destination. We don't have to worry. You might say, well, I'm going through a terrible storm, but your destiny has already been set. You might 
might say, well, I don't know why all of this is happening. I don't understand a lot of things in life, but I know my destiny has already been set. I don't like going through the storm. I don't like the crashing uh, of the thunder. I don't like the lightning. I don't like it, but I know that he's going to help me. I know he's going to take care of me. So I must trust him and believe that God's plan is going to be taken care of. Amen. Now, it's like this. I I asked you to read the last line of that passage also. He said, let us go over to the other side. And then I love this. And they launched forth. It wasn't this. Well, we need to get a weather report and we'll see if it's convenient to go. It, It wasn't well, let's check the boat and see if we've got enough provision. It wasn't any of the things that a lot of people would do. They just got on the boat and they launched forth. It takes faith to launch forth. You know why, oh, here we go. God help us. You know why some people never get their real blessing? They only get residual blessings, the, 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 the side blessings. They don't ever really get the real, they don't get the middle of the Tootsie Roll pop. They don't get the real blessing because the bottom line is that they aren't launching forth. Some of you have never launched forth into what God called you to do. Some of you have never launched forth to do what God has called you to do. I said, some of you have never launched forth to do what God has called you to do. Well, well, preacher, you don't know what God's called me to do. I know I may not know what God called you to do, but you know, and you're the one that is standing on shore when God has told you to launch forth. And if you'll launch forth, you're going to see that God is going to bring forth blessings in your life. Now, listen to what happened. They launched forth and it takes quite a bit of faith to make that move. It takes faith to do what we do. It takes faith. Uh, it takes faith. When, when we built this church, it took faith to build this church. The church that we're going to build, it takes faith to do that. It's not something that you just do on a whim. It's not something that you concoct in your brain. It's something where you say we're launching forth. We're launching forth to do something great for God. And, and, and see, if you'll read this, you don't see the disciples questioning him. Why? Boy, I wish y'all would get with me today. (laughs) Do we have to take a boat ride now? I mean, where are we going? What's on the other side? If you could tell me what's on the other side, I might would go. It's kind of like marriage. Look here. When that man is dating you and he's telling you all the wonderful stuff is going to happen, he's hoping. (laughs) Baby, you're going to have nice cars to drive. He's hoping. You're going to have a nice house. He's hoping. 
If we've waited to know what's on the other side, many of us would never have gotten married. It's kind of like the song. <laughs> Amen, now I'm getting you. It's kind of like the old songwriter. He might have been singing about his marriage. I don't know, through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have already come. I don't know. But the bottom line is this. They didn't question. They said, and they launched forth. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Do you trust him with your life? My Lord God, someone needs to receive this. Well, it's hard to trust. It is. It's hard to put your life in someone's care. My mother-in-law is here today. When I asked her for my wife's hand in marriage, her and my father-in-law, he's passed on now. And, and, and I, I still remember it vividly. My mother-in-law's a fireball preacher. And, and I, I told her, Jackie and I want to get married and I'd like your permission. And, and my father-in-law didn't say much, but he didn't get much chance to say much. <laughs> my mother-in-law started preaching to me. I, I'm, y'all think I'm kidding. No, she started preaching. She let me know how long she'd had her baby and how she had provided for her baby. And, and she started telling me all kinds of things. And, and she preached a sermon. 23 people gave their heart to the Lord. 12 were baptized. <laughs> that part wasn't true, but she did preach a sermon. Yeah. But what she was saying is you're getting ready to launch forth and you better take care of what I'm giving you permission to marry. When you gave your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you were, look, you know what boat you were in? You were in a boat of destruction. You were in a boat with a captain called the devil that all he was going to do is shipwreck you. He was going to destroy you. But you got out of that boat and you launched forth in the boat that the captain's name is Jesus Christ. When the captain's name is Jesus Christ, no storm is going to destroy you. So launch forth today. Somebody needs to launch forth in faith and say, I'm going to trust the captain of my life. Mm. Now the question is, are you ready for the storm? When the storm is coming, are you ready for it? Yes, life is going to bring difficulties and troubles and trials and hard times and, and problems. That's going to happen. But storms reveal that we will trust the Lord. The second point today is storms reveal our faith in God's protection. They got in the boat and here's the bottom line. They did what most of us would do. They got their eyes on the storm instead of on the captain of the boat. The captain of the boat. He was asleep. He had already given them a command. Let's go over. So they were going to go over. There wasn't a storm able to stop them. There wasn't a wind powerful enough to keep them from getting there. And, and I just want to tell you, when God put his hand on you and washed your sins away and you became his child, there's not a storm in this world that can destroy you if you'll just stay with the captain. So here, here they are. 
And, and they did what most people would do. And they, and they came and they said, uh, uh, Lord, don't you even care that we perish? Don't you even care? And, and I, I, I want you to listen to this. Uh, when, when we understand that God has us, it's a, a songwriter from years back wrote this song and it says, so let the storm clouds rise, uh, and the dark clouds rise. They don't worry me for I'm sheltered in the arms of God. He walks with me and not of earth shall harm me for I'm sheltered in the arms of the Lord. The third thing is the storm reveals our faith in God's presence. Do you believe that if you're where God's presence is, that there's going to be peace, there's going to be protection, there's going to be provision, there's going to be prosperity. Wherever God is, his presence is going to bring it about for you. It's going to happen. So the storm came, Jesus spoke, and the, the storm calmed, and they went over to the other side. Now I want to tell you what all this story is about. I want everyone to really zero in. If you've gone to sleep, wake up. Because <laughs> this is what the story is about. This is a, the, the part that I've talked about right here is the sideline. Do you understand that Jesus got them on the boat and told them to go to the other side for one person? One person. He wasn't going over there to get them through the storm. He knew he was getting through the storm. He, went, he didn't tell them, get in the boat and I'm going to show off and show you how I can calm the seas and the wind. But there was somebody on the other side that had a terrible storm going on in their life. One person. When Jesus arrived, it was a man that was full of the devil. He was known as a demoniac. And Jesus went over there, out of his way, took time out of his busy schedule for that one person. He gets over there and he cast a devil out, a legion of devils. Devils came out of that man, went into the swine and they, they ran down violently into the water and drowned the swine. But this man that was full of the devil became whole and healthy and his storm ended. In early morning prayer today, I told my prayer team, I said, this story is about Jesus coming for one person. I don't know who that person is today. And look here, I don't want to limit it to one. But I believe that Jesus came here today for individuals. See, understand, there might be someone that you're in a marriage storm right now. And your boat is rocking and you're, you're messed up. 
You don't know what, what you're going to do and how you're going to survive. And, and your future is the unknown. Oh, Lord, what is going to happen to me? What is going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to my family? Oh, God, help me. That's a storm. Some of you might be facing a problem on the job and, and you're just not sure if the job is going to last. You, you, you've heard little rumors or whatever, or either you just haven't performed up to, uh, to, to par and maybe you just don't know if you're going to have a job or not. That's a storm. That kind of storm will keep you awake at night. That kind of storm will make you grumpy with your family. That kind of storm will make you kick the dog. Come on. Some of you might not have a real storm, a tangible storm. Help me right here, God. God, help me. You may be having the storm that's going on in your mind. If you tried to describe it to people, you couldn't describe it because it's chaos and confusion in your mind. That's a, it might not be a tangible storm, but it is a real storm. It'll cause you to lose your appetite. It'll cause you to want to end it all. It'll cause you to do things that you should never think of doing. Why? Because when the storm is happening in your life, you need someone to help. You're, you're, you're looking at the storm rather than the master of the sea. You're looking at the storm instead of the one who can speak peace to you. And I'm here today to tell you that God is ready to deliver somebody just like he came across and he found that one person. He, oh God, help us right now. Please listen to this. Now, I, I want you to understand, I don't know that it was Jesus' plan just to go for the one. Because after he cast the devils out, the, the people of the city came and they saw this man that was full of the devil. Now he's in his right mind. Now he's not running naked among the tombs. Now he is not a threat to them. And, but, but all those pigs had died. And they asked Jesus to leave. We don't want you here. In other words, we'd rather have a legion of devils than we would have a miracle worker. Somebody here today might need to hear this. God help us right here. Listen to me. There's people under the sound of my voice that the Holy Spirit is dealing with you right now. The Holy Spirit is ready to free you and deliver you and to, and, and to calm your storm. But if you're not careful, you're going to allow sideline things to keep you from getting a blessing. I can't walk up there. I'm too bashful to walk up there. I, 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 I'm too shy to walk up there. I don't know what people will think of me if I make a move. And, and so you would rather walk out bound. 
Walk out depressed. Walk out confused. Walk out in despair than to get your liberty today. I'm here today to tell you today is your day to launch forth without the whys and the wheres and the hows. Just get on the boat right now and say, Jesus, I don't know how you're going to handle it. I don't know where you're taking me, but I'm going to trust that you're going to take me. I'm going to trust that you're going to keep me. I'm going to trust you. Oh God, I've trusted man. I've trusted people. I've trusted what professionals said they could do and it hasn't worked I'm going to trust you today and see what you can do amen now hear me this sermon certainly hasn't ended like I thought it would but I want you to hear this I believe today is a day for deliverance I believe today is a day for deliverance everyone say deliverance deliverance, deliverance from whatever is tormenting you Whatever you're fighting, whether it's a health problem, a, 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 a mental anguish, a, a confusion of your mind. Oh my Lord God, I feel the anointing very powerfully right now. I want you to hear me, hear me as I say this last little part. Today is a day for deliverance if you'll allow God to do it. I believe today, listen to me, I believe today, God, if, if you have a cigarette habit, God will deliver you today. I believe that. I honestly believe that. I believe if you have an alcohol problem. Now, that right there, th there's going to be somebody if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah, well, if I walk up there for that, if I walk up there for that, people are going to know I take a little sip here or there. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. I believe God wants to deliver some drug addicts here today. Not only in the building. Look here, with a crowd this size, someone's battling a drug problem. We've gotten good at covering it. God help us right now. I believe today God wants to deliver someone who has a porn problem. Preacher, you just naming things. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just naming things. I believe God wants to deliver someone who is going through anguish in your mind. You're hurt, you're depressed, you're confused. I believe God wants to set people free no matter what you're battling. I believe today is your day of deliverance. Everyone stand, please. God, help us right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that there would not be one person who would allow the devil to lie to them. And allow themselves to stay in the bondage. I pray that they'd get on the boat right now, the boat of deliverance. Now where no one, where no one can be singled out. I'm not gonna call for individual things of bondage. I'm just gonna say, if you're bound mentally, 
physically, financially, emotionally, in any way. If you feel like that there's a, a bondage and you need God to calm the storm and set you free. I want you to step out from where you are right now. I want my prayer altar workers. I want you to come. I want you to come very quickly. And then I want everyone, everyone come right now. If you're bound in any way. Now, right now, the devil's lying to somebody. Right now, the devil's lying to someone. You can't go down there. What will people think? People going people gonna to think that you, you got one of those bad sins going on. Look here, don't you let anybody or anything keep you from getting your blessing. There's no perfect people in this church. Start with me. We're none perfect. We're all fighting the same devil. We're all fighting the same things. We're fighting the, even Jesus fought the same things. The Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. God help us right now. There is freedom in this house. There's an anointing in this house. Look, I, I, I feel what I'm preaching right now. God, in your name, in your name. There, there's others that need to come. I, a lot of folks have come, but there's others that need to make your way right now. Come on, come on, step out. Step out right now. Right now in Jesus' name. Don't hesitate. Right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want every person under the sound of my voice I want you to hear this listen to me and then I'm going to ask us to go to prayer if you have a need to be freed of anything I want you to say today God I'm totally yours and I'm asking you to free me from my problem in Jesus name let's pray it dear God I am totally yours and I'm asking you to free me from my problem now, I want everyone who isn't in the altar, I want you stretching your hand toward these who are in the altar. Man, there, there's, a, there's an anointing in this place. There's an anointing right now. Okay. And I want you to pray like you've never prayed before. I want you to pray for these people that whatever has them bound, whatever has been hindering them, whatever has been trying to fight them, that today that they are freed in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.